Uncle Owen! It's R2 unit has a bad motivator, look! Having trouble with your drug? Your drug? These two droids. Both are hard working and will serve you well. Droid. 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 We serve their kind here. You're listening to We Serve Droids, your favorite monthly Star Wars podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Chris. And tonight, we're going to take a short pause in the middle of our long walk through Mando Season 2. You're welcome. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, we're going to chat about something a little different tonight, and that's something that is a big part of what I love in Star Wars. And it's kind of a weird topic. We're going to be thinking about some of our favorite moments with Imperial officers. So starting off thinking about particularly like our favorite quotes. I don't know why it is, but I just find so much delight in the random weird kind of one-off lines that these like nameless Imperial officers give us. (laughs) But before we think about those quotes, Chris, I have constructed a quote related game. Oh man, I'm in for it now. (laughs) Would you like to play said game? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Shall we play a game? So what I have done, Chris, is I have taken a bunch of much-beloved, well-known movie quotes. So these are all on, like, top 100 movie quote lists. Mm. I have run them through Google Translate into a, you know, (laughs) non-Latin language for the most Mm -hmm. part. And then run them back through the Google Translate into English. Your job will be to determine what the original movie quote is. If you need a clue, I'm willing to give you the year that the movie came out. Okay, alright. This might be interesting. And that I just get get none of them. (laughs) No, that's not true. Some of them are... It was actually kind of harder to find some that didn't work, like, too well. So the first one is a good warm-up. You ready? Alright. So this has gone in and out of the Shona language, which I believe is native to Zimbabwe. I say believe as if I knew that. I looked it up. Uh, <laughs> so Chris, if, memory, if memory serves. <laughs> yeah, if memory from my notes served correct. <laughs> what is the original quote for shaken, not awakened? <laughs> is, is that just uh, James Bond ordering his, his vodka martini? That is correct. I guess the first appearance was, was it Dr. No? This one has gone in and out of Samoan. No baseball complaints. <laughs> is that from, uh, oh, there's no crying in baseball from A League of Their Own? Is that right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no baseball complaints. No baseball complaints. I will oh, always become like We Serve Droids aphorisms. I definitely want to say shaken, not awakened whenever we do a drink from now on. <laughs> so two for two. This one is gone in and out of the language Kazakh. Uh, every Borat, Borat fan intimately aware. Honestly, honey, I'm not giving anything away. This one, I think, was my favorite one. Is there, uh, like, a curse filtering in Google Translate? I'm, I'm guessing that's, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. 
<laughs> yes, that's right. I love that one because it felt like it was going through like a word for word thesaurus. Like, I don't know, yeah. the honestly, honey. <laughs> I'm not giving anything away. It was fun. Honestly, honey. <laughs> Maybe the people of Kazakh are, are uh, have more Puritan sensibilities about their language. I don't know. I like it better than the original some, in some ways. <laughs> they can just see, was it Rhett Butler saying that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, honey. I like honey, honey. too. <laughs> honey, <laughs> I don't give a damn. Honey makes it. Yeah. So the next one has gone through Burmese, and it's a little bit tougher. Look here, baby. Look, Look here, here, baby. baby. <laughs> um... Is it, is it, uh, here's looking at you, kid? From oh, you're so good at this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Oh, you're like cleaning house on this one, Chris. Oh, look, look here, baby. I was like, baby? It's like, <laughs> it's like, surely not. <laughs> That's great. Here's looking at you, kid. Yeah, you've concocted the right sort of way to reverse engineer these. All right. The next one is from the language. I'm not sure I'm saying this correctly, but Malayalam. The quote is, just like stupid idiots. Honestly, I'm surprised that Google Translate gave me something that was, like, syntactically correct. Oh, was it, like, a very, very poor syntax input, maybe? Yes. <laughs> mm. Oh, I've got nothing. Uh, just like stupid idiots? Just like stupid idiots. This wasn't one from one of our podcast reviews, was it? This is <laughs> this is a quote from... <laughs> one star. Just like stupid idiots. That's going to show up on iTunes now for us. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I've got nothing. I'm coming up coming up blank here. Do you need the year? I'll take a year, sure. 1994. Oh, man. So many good movies. 94. Yeah. Um, is it... Uh, <laughs> the, the year gave it to me, maybe. Is it from Forrest Gump? Stupid is the stupid does, maybe? <laughs> That's right. Oh, That's my right. God. <laughs> I can't believe I pulled that. <laughs> I thought the year would be a good hint for that one. I mean, it's obviously not from Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, or I, like I was like, I was maybe something from Pulp Fiction. I don't know. <laughs> Just like a stupid uh, idiot. <laughs> what is Fred call him? A tall drink of water. <laughs> Just like a stupid drink oh. of water. Thick as stupid idiots. These two. What say you, fuzzy idiot? <laughs> So this one goes through the language Telugu. Uh, I hope all of our listeners are playing at home too, though probably tough to keep up with uh, Chris's batting average here. This one is another one of my favorite ones of the bunch. Dreamy things happen. The year will not be as much of a giveaway as the last one, but it would put you closer on the right track, I think. All right, I'll take the year. 1941. 41. Dreamy things happen. <laughs> As they often do. Is it from a Disney movie? No, it's from a, okay. a live action movie. If you need more clues, I can give you more clues. I was thinking it might be from like a like Pinocchio or something like when you... Mm-hmm. Or, oh, know. yeah. Sort of when you wish upon a star kind of thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm stretching there. Uh, the year's close for that one, actually. Yeah, I couldn't remember when Pinocchio came out. I'm, that year sounded vaguely correct. 
Uh, I've I've got no idea. Forty one. Wow, that's. If you need an actor, I can give you an actor. I'll I'll take an actor. Humphrey Bogart. Is this from the other movie with Humphrey Bogart, Sidney Greenstreet, is... Peter Lorre? <laughs> Is, is it Maltese Falcon? Is it from the Maltese Falcon? Yes, it oh. is. It's the stuff dreams are made of. Thank you. <laughs> that one that one did not get that one. <laughs> that was a tough one. Dreamy things happen. <laughs> I, I can see it now. That dreamy right. things happen. <laughs> what is it? As he holds the, the fake Maltese Falcon. Dreamy things happen. <laughs> Fade out. Movie ends. <laughs> This one's pretty uh, fun, Chris. All right. And speaking of Maltese Falcon, this one comes from the Maltese language. The man sits down. <laughs> this, was this a translated stage direction or something? <laughs> the, the man sits down. It's a very beloved movie quote. Is it from Pulp Fiction when he says, sit your ass down? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> no, but you're in the right decade. Um... Once you know it, it's funny to hear you say it. Andy Dufresne sat down (laughs) through that river of shit. Um, Set the length of four football fields. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing that went through Ward Norton's mind, other than that man that sat down. The man sits down. Can Can I get the official year? The official year is 1998. Oh... It was not Saving Private Ryan <laughs> or Shakespeare uh, in Love. You're going to be mad at yourself when this one comes out. Probably. Can I get an actor? Um, or will I just, if, if that will not ruin it. It's stated by a couple actors. Like, there's one whose name I obviously know. But uh, I think it's also repeated by Sam Elliott, who's an actor that's a little more obscure. Oh, uh, is it, is it from the Big Lebowski? Yes. Oh, shit. the man sits down. <laughs> the, the the dude divides. Yes, the dude divides. <laughs> the dude divides. <laughs> the man sits down. The man sits down. I went through so many languages. I knew that one had to be funny in some language. It took me a long time to get the the man sits down. I've got one last one for you, Chris. All right. This one is in and out of Persian. And it is, it does, pig. It's enough. <laughs> is that from, uh, is it from Babe? Like, yeah. that'll do, pig? <laughs> <laughs> that'll do, pig, that'll do. It does. It does, babe. It's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe also is a good, a good iTunes review for We Serve Droids. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's enough. <laughs> I, I like Google Translate's need to not be uh, repetitive there. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like it's like a tenth grader writing an English paper. Like, oh, I can't use this word too many times. Better hit the old thesaurus up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Chris, oh, I think uh, I think you got like seven of eight all all told, and only needed a few hints on a few of them. So I'm calling that one a win. I said we got to win. Please, please, it's too much winning. 
I'm impressed that I was and I did that well. I'm I'm shocked. That that was that was great. <laughs> well, Chris, that'll do. Chris, that'll do. That, that'll, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> So let's jump into uh, chatting about some of our favorite moments with Imperial officers. Let's do it. Look, sir. What have we here? Look, sir. Oh, what a mess. With the blast shield down, I can't even see. Look, sir. These aren't the droids you're looking for. We didn't really chat about a way to do this, but I think, uh, what if I give you my top five and we chat about them, and then you give me the ones I left off. Okay, sounds good. So I'm going to start with number five, and I think this one is going to be a lot of people's, like, number one, because uh, mm-hmm. it is great. I've got it here at number five, favorite random Imperial line. It's the, you rebel scum. Mm, that's a good one. That one spawned so much so much stuff really like the name of like websites and i mean just even you know further discussion and and films right down the road yeah i mean i remember being a kid and like rebelscum.com like that and the force.net were like the two star wars websites that existed right yeah (laughs) so this guy is apparently a lieutenant i had to look this guy up yeah, I ended up looking him up, too. Yeah, he had some interesting backstory, right? <laughs> yeah, Lieutenant Renz. I don't know. What's going through this guy's mind to be like, that's the thing he says? I wonder, do you think they have, like, training, like, for this type of scenario? Like, Imperial-approved demoralizing phrases, you can say, <laughs> to break to break the will of these uh, rebels who dare oppose you, right? Yeah, well, Scum certainly appears to be in the handbook, because doesn't uh, Admiral Piet call the bounty hunters like we don't need their scum? Yes, exactly. <laughs> right it's, in front it's, of them? It's in, the, uh, in the, it's in the approved Imperial lexicon or whatever. <laughs> right? They want to avoid, like, a George Costanza, uh, the idiot's store ran out of you or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. They don't want to think about the comeback a day later. I like to think this is, yeah, this is just the way he's, he's the, uh, I like to think he's like the Aldo Reign of the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me 50 rebel scums, and I want my scum. <laughs> you rebel scum. So, that guy is number five. Uh, I also, when I wrote these rankings, double booked number five, so I'll just save my other one for later. Okay. Uh. Number four, I've got back on a new hope. I've got two quotes from the the Doctor Strange Love War Room aboard the Death Star, and mm-hmm. I've got the "Don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways, Lord Vader." Solid, solid. That guy's a lot of fun. You conjure up the stolen data tapes. Everything about this war room is just wonderful. Their little, tra- they're like travel mug, coffee cups. Yes, the, the hairstyles. Oh, it is so much fun here. The one guy wearing the white uniform. Yeah. He didn't get the dress code. (laughs) What's your favorite hairstyle in this room? Oh, I've got to go for, um, oh, crap. With, like, the bowl cut? It's General Tag is the bowl cut, I think. Tag, that's it. Thank you. Tag with the bowl cut. Let me make sure that's right. Yeah, General Tag has the severe bowl cut. Right. Dumb and Dumber Jim Carrey bowl cut. 
Yes, this that's that's like the that's an imperial standard bowl that he uses to cut his hair with. <laughs> they took the he's, top he's off like, of the of the torture dro- of the little like interrogation droid and used that to, right. to cut the yeah. line. He, he's like the the generals you see that still have like the recruit haircut, right? Like that's that's what all stormtroopers look like under the helmets. <laughs> right, it's just to feel good with his men. Hmm. I love the guy next to Tag, who's got the the big sideburns oh, and the side yeah, fart. Yeah, Admiral Sideburns over there. Yes, he is. <laughs> I love Admiral Sideburns. Those are, those are, those things are like almost like down to the jawline, right? Almost. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's something in between like the 1970s and the 1870s going on with his hair. He's like half, half like you know, uh, Grateful Dead, half uh, like Civil War <laughs> general. Right. He just needs like the mustache that connects the that connects the two, and he'd be perfect. <laughs> right. But you've also got like a really strange balding pattern guy. Um, you just got lots of fun fun hair here. But yeah, old old Mati. He's just also someone who lays it on thick with the delivery. I think like. He like, I feel bad for his teeth because he's like chewing the scenery and it's all like steel in this setting. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, you've got like a six foot five guy in a black, you know, set of armor, and you've got Peter Cushing. Like, you've got to, you got to step up your game here, right? <laughs> yeah, right. He's he's been like he's been in the uh, the holodeck. <laughs> Lieutenant Berkeley holodeck. He's like yeah. thinks he's still he, Lieutenant Berkeley holodeck. He's gonna go yeah, punch he's, out he's Admiral. For, he's gonna punch out Riker. He's forgotten. <laughs> he's working he, he does the awkward computer in program. <laughs> and nothing <laughs> yeah. happened. <laughs> right. right. Oh, I love this. This is one of my favorite scenes in Star Wars. Everything about it's so wonderful. I'd never noticed before this that uh, Tarkin has, like, the big chair. The chair, yes. <laughs> you don't want to sit in Tarkin's chair. Like, that's... <laughs> everyone else, like, so the back of his chair is easily, what, two feet taller than everyone else's? Yes, it's, it is it is the full executive package, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Death Star was delayed about three weeks while they waited, had to rip out the existing chair and wait for the special order number to come in. Like, meetings had to be rescheduled. <laughs> right. <laughs> we haven't seen this scene in a long time. Right in the middle of this just comically oversized circular table. This table is like the checkout lines at Walmart. At no point are all the chairs ever actually occupied. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. you wonder, like, why did they put in this many chairs? But um, in the middle of this giant table is this black reflective, like, orb what what do you think that orb is for? I always I always thought it looked kind of like the uh, the interrogation droid a little bit. So maybe it's yeah. you know Tarkin has like a little button if someone like it's uh, <laughs> oh like like the like the like the Spectre meeting room or whatever yes. like like the old James Bond like Tarkin's got like a button to like you know like drop the chairs into the fire pit or you know send out the the uh, the droid to you know, inject them with truth serum or whatever. He's got all the all the gizmos there. Yeah, the orb just lasers them or stuns them or <laughs> right. <laughs> it's it has it's just a miniature Death Star that it fires like a small a small super laser that vaporizes anyone who displeases him. 
<laughs> I like to think the Death Star laser doesn't actually require the Death Star being that big. The Death Star is the size of a small moon because of all the, like, weird, like, like jigsaw torture mechanisms Tarkin has for his underlings. <laughs> right. Yeah, you've got to have at least, like, like 200 feet of, like, you know, support infrastructure and bottomless pit subflooring under this conference room to accommodate it. I mean, for some reason, all those little, like, slides are in Cloud City, so you at least gotta have a few miles of that stuff here. Exactly. Yeah, like, under each chair, there's a slide that just kind of loops around <laughs> for miles, just down to the, the central reactor core. Behind, like, all those weird wall panel cutouts is just, like, a, you know, an acre room full of spare seating, just in case. God bless uh, Admiral Motti. I also love his, uh, I didn't make my list because I don't want to have much repeats, but his, this uh, space station is the ultimate power in the universe. I suggest we use it. It's just funny, like, how much pride he has in the Death Star. He should have been, I think, Rogue I think it should have been him instead of Krennic in Rogue One. He's like the guy who comes in, like, when the project's, like, 95% done, looking to, you know, <laughs> get in on some credit, right? <laughs> right. He's trying to get his, uh, you know, his his name on, like, the final, like, you know, kudos email that goes out from 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 the emperor congratulating them on the, on the project well done right he's got to be the least liked person in the room right i mean surely he's like given how long tarkin lets vader yeah, choke him i was, before I was just really gonna say that there's there, there's a few beats because like Tark, tarkin like this isn't this isn't anything new to anybody in this room, right? <laughs> like right, right. Like Vader just choking somebody out. You better have those units from the south lanes repaired by midday, or I'll be hell to pay. We'll see you in hell. See you in hell. See you in hell. See you in hell. So uh, that's my number four favorite line, favorite guy. Nice. Uh, number three, I've got uh, a. This is from Empire Strikes Back, minute 24, second 50. Before you look it up, Chris, can you guess what line that's going to be? Mm, minute 24, second 50. I, I, if it's, I believe I have this one on my list as well. Is that uh, General Veers and him just talking ever so sassily to Vader, right, about the main power generator? <laughs> it's not General Veers, though. I do like that. Oh, man. We'll, we'll get to that one on the ones I left off, I guess. This is a Navyman. This is a, a guy whose name I did not know. It's a throwaway line, and I don't even know that you see this guy again, but it's the good, our first catch of the day guy. Oh, that's such a good one. Uh, it's great. <laughs> I don't think this set is used anywhere else in the movie. So I like the idea that they had to build a set <laughs> and like, pay these guys just for that one second line of him saying, good, our first catch of the day. They, they probably heard his delivery, like, build this man a set. Right. This, this delivery is great. Right. I also wish it had zoomed out and Qui-Gon Jinn had been there to say, there's always a bigger catch. <laughs> uh, also, fun fact about this guy, he's wearing gloves. I don't, do the other Imperial officers wear gloves? Ooh, I don't know. I kind of feel like they don't, but looking at this guy, him and the guy he's talking to, they're the kind of gloves you have to wear in, like, the rare book section of the library. I'm just going to go out on the limb. I think if any Imperial officer is wearing gloves, it's just so he can 
take them off like menacingly like in like, an interrogation <laughs> situation like like the slow like the one finger you know slow pull off at a time right they've all got those coat hangers from raiders of the lost star <laughs> yes exactly like <laughs> it's standard issue with your uniform all the uniforms are hanging up with those, <laughs> those nunchuck coat hangers <laughs> But yeah, good art for sketch of the day. I just like it seems like he's been wait like he's the guy who's not seen any action all war, right? And he's just been sitting on that line, just waiting to use it. Sir, this is this is our first sketch ever. We've <laughs> we've, we've been out here for years. We've we've seen nothing. Right. None of our men are prepared. <laughs> then, that works and then they get like ion lasered and like don't do anything oh yeah it's, like immediately <laughs> like like not two seconds after that line is set so i did not even bother looking up that guy's name and i don't even want to know his name but i love uh our first catch of the day guy good our first catch of the day that was number three number two uh, right, we're in really t- steep territory. Number two is one that just always delights me to no end. It's from Return of the Jedi. Uh, yours and mine favorite Moth, Moth Jerjerod. He uh, asks yes. the impossible. I need more <laughs> men. <laughs> always get so tickled by that, I need more men. Maybe also something he says in his, uh, holodeck program. <laughs> right. Yeah, like again, someone with kind of you know the the gumption to back talk Vader here, right? It's like he goes through all the stages of I'm about to be force choked grief. <laughs> like at first he's like, <laughs> first he's like denial, like we're on schedule, and then it's like excuses, and then like he gets through every stage. Like he has the impossible. Like he goes from like we have no problems to he has the impossible. We need more men, like really fast. Like, he was ready to, to fake his way through this for, like, as long as he could and just buckled under pressure. <laughs> Did you have any uh, Moff Jarrod moments other than this one? Uh, he he has some fun stuff that gets cut. Um, yeah, I was going to ask if you knew about that. A little bit. Um, what, what were you thinking of in general? Like, there's... There's a few scenes, but like there's one in particular where he's he uh, kind of blocks Vader from getting on like the uh, elevator up to the Emperor's throne room. You know, you, never, you recall that one. So there's that one, and then I was thinking of one that uh, our listener Devor recently I learned about from him, and that was uh, this like I guess the movie originally had the Emperor like they were gonna threaten to fire on Endor, right? Yeah, and he like sort of has like mixed like he doesn't want to do it right right yeah, he has like a like a moment of hesitation yeah that's pretty cool like to have i don't know we don't get much in the way of like any idea that these guys have much of an inner life you know they're just there right. to practice say their our first catch of the day lines they've been practicing <laughs> yeah imperial morality in short supply <laughs> right, but Moff Gerard, at least in deleted scenes, is like has to do some kind of moral deliberation before committing genocide. <laughs> I think that um, you know, the sort of like reluctantly following orders is a fun like military movie trope that we see sometimes, or the will they won't they like fire the nukes kind of thing, a la like Crimson Tide. 
the Imperials are, are rarely in a situation like that where they have to, uh, you know, where they're having to worry about uh, collateral damage, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you think maybe he would only... Yeah, because he mentions that some of their troops are on the ground. Right. I was thinking it was more... Yeah, that's probably right. That's less moral than I was thinking. I was thinking he was, like, the guy at the beginning of War Games who, like, fails the... the uh, um, what, Michael Michael <laughs> Madsen and other guy. <laughs> yeah, who fell the, the Kobayashi Maru in War Games. They won't launch the right. next... Moff Jaredrod is why you need a Death Star Whopper computer, I think. <laughs> that just got me thinking, are there any other, like, and you can take a second to think of this, are there, is there, like, a type of military guy we see in a movie? There's lots of different types of army officers in movies. Is there, like, a type or a kind of character that would be fun to see in Star Wars? I think, like, uh, like you know, Jack Nicholson's character from A Few Good Men would probably flourish in <laughs> The Empire. <laughs> Like, Code Reds are encouraged, I would assume. Right. Um, I sit on that wall by the outer rim every day. <laughs> and I guess we get a taste of it with, like, Jared Gerard, but, but yeah, like, maybe, like, more conflicted Imperials would be, would be interesting to see. Um, I'm struggling to think of an example here. It would be fun to get, like, an Imperial Mutiny story. Right, like I right. want the Imperial Gene Hackman from from Crimson Tide, <laughs> and then conversely, we got a bit of a taste of it in Rogue One, but like a, and then you were just mentioning like like the flip side of um, the rebel version of Alder Rain. <laughs> it's like a squad of like ex ex like ex Alderinians or something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Speaking of Alder Rain, I like the um, thick accented quasi southern guy we get in these movies a lot you know like maybe to get uh major kong in uh dr strange love uh-huh in star wars fun. the slim pickens character that'd be funny uh we're going toe-to-toe with the ruskies <laughs> i know what the star wars version of ruskies would be like uh rebels or something the rebies He's in, like, the Death Star control room or something. He goes to, like, the safe to get out and put up his, like, weird hat and gets out his, <laughs> I don't know, like, Bantha writing hat or something. <laughs> right. There is one pack of chewing gum. One Tuscan Raider <laughs> translation guide. $100 in Imperial credits. $100 in Mon Calamari flan. <laughs> a miniature Imperial handbook. A man could have a good weekend in Cloud City with this. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> or if we got the uh, the Empire's version of Arlie Ermey's character in Full Metal Jacket. Oh, that'd be... <laughs> <laughs> Did your genetic donor have any clones that lived? <laughs> <laughs> if the Force had wanted you on top of that obstacle, it would have Force-lifted your ass up there by now. I don't care if you're Grodian Twi'lek or whatever. Here, you're all equally worthless. <laughs> yeah. Do you love the Virgin Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, sir. Sir, no, sir. <laughs> hey, hey, you want a wonga? They want a wonga. They want a wonga. wonga. They want a let go. So I guess uh, does that get me to my number one favorite quote? We're at number one, Scott. 
It is back to the war room, and I love our verbal cut, how the emperor maintained control without the bureaucracy. <laughs> that was a great line. Everyone else is like, how big of a planet can we blow up first? And this guy's like... Who will do all the paperwork? Right. Who will file the TPS reports? Right. <laughs> I love his little back and forth with, uh, with Mati... I love his bowl cut, like we've talked about. Mm. And I love that his, like, trump card is how will the emperor maintain control without the bureaucracy. The emperor isn't going to rubber stamp all this shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> right. I think him and Mati must have spent all week practicing this scene together. Oh, yeah. I mean. They are just spitting when it comes to this scene. I love it. This, this this scene is really is a treasure trove. <laughs> we can't let Senator Leia in here. She'll see the big board. Gentlemen, you can't force choke in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what Tarkin should have said. <laughs> that sideburns guy is like, Mein Fuhrer, I can walk. <laughs> Oh, someone needs to just see Jayan like a like Peter Sellers in an imperial <laughs> imperial uniform in the background. Before we go on, Chris, we're thinking about all these uh, you know sort of side minor characters, and I was curious what you're drinking tonight. A medium dry martini, lemon peel, shaken, not stirred. 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 Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kina Lily. Shake it over rice, and then have a thin slice of lemon peel. Yes. Shaken, not awakened. So for our kind of side characters, I thought about maybe doing kind of a play on a uh, a sidecar cocktail. I know we've played with it before, but I kind of wanted uh, maybe a more traditional route with it, but just like a little variation. So your sidecar tr- traditionally has uh, cognac, lemon juice, and, you know, some kind of triple sec or orange liqueur, right? So for this one, I just I decided to uh, try swapping out the, the uh, cognac since I'm not that huge cognac fan with like a uh, a whiskey or bourbon. I'm pretty pleased with the results. So it's about two ounces of bourbon, three quarter ounces of lemon juice, and about the same amount of triple sec. And you can you know full into a shaker full of ice and pour over or mix together in a cocktail glass with ice, your preference, and garnish with a. Uh, Lime wedge or a twist lemon peel, whatever is your preference. I'm going to call that bet, Chris, and I'm going to raise it with a a shake of Agnostura and a shake of Peychaud's in it. Oh, interesting. I I did that for round one of this, mm-hmm. and I thought it was, I thought I was, I was really happy. Oh, nice. Oh, du- double bitters. Yeah. I'll tell you what I do <laughs> with a sidecar. Two bitters at the same time. Yeah, I'm 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 looking looking like I could use a refill. I might go give that a shot if that sounds good. Sounds good. So uh who did I leave out that we should chat about? Uh so I guess we already touched on him. How about old uh General Veers? I guess specifically on uh on Hoth. 
General Veerus is a lot of fun. My favorite General Veerus moment is actually one where he doesn't talk. And somebody talked about it in Star Trek's back, where he's <laughs> awkwardly close behind Vader. <laughs> the, the quick turnaround. <laughs> yeah. General, General Veerus. <laughs> <laughs> Stop doing that. Um, this, is this the one where he calls his shot? Yes. Like, yes. I mean, <laughs> he's, he, like, General Veerus is at the plate, right? It's, <laughs> it's, you know, bottom of the ninth. Two outs, bases loaded. He takes a few practice swings. He pauses. <laughs> he points just straight over <laughs> into the outfield. And then he calls his boss <laughs> and tells him, <laughs> right? Yeah. That is that is gutsy. Yeah, so what's the exact line? Do you have it on you? I think he's he says, yes, Lord Vader, I've reached the main power generator. The shield will be down in moments. You may start your landing. <laughs> like, just jeez. <laughs> Like it's, he has he has some sass in his voice too when he says it. <laughs> like I'm I'm almost done here. You can you can come in and clean up after me, right? right? Yeah. It's like I'm not an Admiral Ozzel around here. I'm, yeah. I'm neither clumsy nor stupid. But yeah, I love that. Like go ahead and start landing before the shoulders are even down. It's right. Like it's the baseball analogy is great. Is like Larry Bird walking off before the shot goes in on the three point competition. Like, oh man, it's unreal. I, I've heard the story about Larry Bird too. Like when I think whenever it was like a, oh, whenever they had one of those like all star like competition or something, like he just walked into the locker room and was like, which one of you motherfuckers is coming in second? Yes, <laughs> that's General Veers. Yeah, that is that is General Veers. <laughs> which of these fuckers is getting fourth choked by Vader because I'm coming in first? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Everything Veers does is like a mind game. Yeah, he's, like, he's he stands too close to Vader, right? <laughs> yes. Like it's Junior Veers is over there playing playing 4D chess. <laughs> <laughs> My estimation of Veers, which is already high, has really skyrocketed just after the past <laughs> ninety seconds of us chatting about him. Uh, so that was one I had. Um, Mine are in no particular order. Sure. Um, this is kind of a two-for-one deal here, but the uh, I think the two guys we've mentioned about before it in A New Hope on the Blockade Runner. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, just talking talking to Vader. These were the guys that got double-booked in my list. They are amongst my favorites. And I've talked before about how much, unlike General Tag and Admiral Mati, who spent all week practicing their lines, these guys didn't. <laughs> they're like getting their lines yelled to them off screen. They <laughs> right. They have no idea what they're doing. I kind of looped them in as one guy, but it's just it's funny just to hear these guys. I love that holding her is dangerous. If words get out, it could generate sympathy for the rebellion in the Senate. As much as people poop on all the Trade Federation stuff at the beginning of Phantom Menace. <laughs> That's all in Star Wars A New Hope, too. Yeah, this is, this is not anything new. <laughs> right. Drastically new. Right. Because we get uh, Generate Sympathy for Rebellion in the Senate, and we get the, you know, diplomatic mission Alderaan, and we get the, mm. you know, ma- how the Emperor maintain control of the bureaucracy. Like, we know where George Lucas's priorities are, like, from the get-go. <laughs> no one watching Phantom Menace should be surprised by anything. Mm-hmm. I love those guys. Yeah, I think I mentioned that guy, like, he, I think he's on screen for like three minutes and blinks once. Yeah, that's right. It's terrifying. It's it's real Hannibal Lecter kind of stuff. 
It's like it's like he's looking at Vader, and since Vader like doesn't have eyelids, it's like he doesn't know if he can blink. <laughs> if you're if you're around Vader, you're, it's like what do I do with my hands? I don't know what to do. <laughs> he's 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 elevated from what I do with my hands to what do I do with my eyelids? Right. <laughs> he doesn't even know where to put his eyelids when they take the picture. <laughs> Any others? Uh, let's see. Uh, I had the uh, the penultimate moments here of uh, Admiral Piet, right, in uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> when the A-Wing crashes through the... Yes. It's, it's in the five, four, five, I don't want anything to get through. <laughs> trying to dive out of the way of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, just him, him and the other guy up there are funny. Does the other guy say, like, too late? Too late? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, it's like a real like with my dying words I curse thee kind of line from that guy. Right. <laughs> like because oh. like, he's saying like it's too late to give the or like is it too is it like too late to any like I'll never find love. It's too late. Right. Uh, you remember like the um and the other Russian sub in Hunt for Red October that yeah. um. Oh, is it still in Stars Scars Guards in or whatever? Uh-huh. Anyway, like like is like his first like turns to him and is like, You arrogant ass, you've killed us like right before the <laughs> their own torpedo hits them. Yes, yes. I feel like it was that kind of moment. I like that. I like the idea that he doesn't want the guy who's about to intensify forward firepower to waste his time. Like it's too late. <laughs> too late. Don't <laughs> <press the> button. <laughs> There's no need for that. It's too late for me to confess my undying love for Admiral Piet. <laughs> just, it'd be great if he turned to him and said, I've always loved you. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta get everything off his chest right then and there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Though, though not strictly Imperial, I was I was giving uh, Captain Kennedy some uh, honorable mention here. Our, uh, maybe our favorite New Republic, or I'm sorry, First Order officer. Yeah, Without a shadow of doubt. So he's the uh, the dreadnought captain in uh, episode eight. That's some that's some real fun lines and just fun, you know, just general reactions to situations. Five bloody minutes ago. Yeah, I still maintain that that Captain Kennedy Das Boot is the Star Wars series or movie that I most want to exist. It's a long way to temper. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that what they say? Yeah, at the end. <laughs> it's a long way to Monte Calderon. Uh, wait, that's, uh, that's not. Um, <laughs> I forgot Monte Calderon isn't the name of something in canon. It's <laughs> the name we use for something. It, 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 it is now, I think, right. technically. But I um, also got my wires crossed between It's a Long Way to Tipperary and I'm the Man Who. Uh, it's the, the song he sings in uh, Lawrence of Arabia. I'm the man who broke the bank at Monte Carlo. Oh. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> all the wires I had got crossed on that one. And then, I guess kind of keeping in the um, I guess more more modern material, I just got a couple more just honorable mentions. We get some more, like, Imperial rank-and-file action in Solo, which is a lot of fun. Mm. But the uh, my hands-down favorite guy is, like, the Imperial, like, Commissar-type guy in Solo. Like, when they're on the Mud Planet. Uh-huh. He's like, like push forward, men. Victory awaits our glorious empire, and then he just gets gets blown up. That is real Verhoeven, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's real. Um, Starship Troopers. 
Yeah, like Starship Troopers are like enemy at the gates, right? Oh, you like, pick up the gun. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, like that's that's the guy that's going to shoot you if you try and like retreat. <laughs> like, right. One step back. Where are you taking this? Ultimate power in the universe. Where are you taking this? Sad devotion to that ancient religion. Where are you taking this thing? Despite the fact that the rebel officers have tremendously more fun facial hair, I think they're a lot less fun in general than these Imperial guys. But there's still some fun, fun rebel officer moments, too. I don't know if you had any. Oh, let's see. I'm partial to the ion cannon lady on Hoth. Yeah. I don't know, that ion control lady. Some, I, You know what it is? This is a really dumb story, uh, but what else do we talk about in this podcast? <laughs> when I was a kid, one of my best friends uh, like got into a big... like For some reason, he swore that what she said was, I am in control, rather than ion control. She thought, she thought she said, <laughs> I'm in control. And it's like swore up and down, but she said, because this is like before, you know, DVD subtitle days. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what an ion is as a kid, right? It still tickles me thinking about that, that she could be saying, I'm in control. (laughs) (laughs) Take that, our first catch of the day guy. (laughs) I'm in control. She's broadcasting on an open channel to everybody. (laughs) I got your first catch of the day right here. (laughs) The Ribble uh, control room in uh, episode four is a lot of fun as well. Um, a lot of great facial hair in there, as we oh, think yeah. we've discussed in the past. <laughs> Ad nauseum. Akbar's, I mean, so much fun. Oh, that's uh, true. Akbar's one of the most memed characters out there. The, the line starts to blur, blur a little bit, I guess, in episodes, you know, one through three on, you know. Yeah, who's, like who's, who's, uh, right. who's what. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of great lines from the clones, and most of the droid lines are fairly groan-inducing. I guess all the fun lines probably come from, like, the background Jedi characters in the prequels. Yeah. um, Separatist Council's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, we love that League of... Or the Separatist Legion of Doom, yeah. (laughs) Right, right. Well, um, before we sign off on this one, Chris... Is there an Imperial officer that you want to give a fur jacket to? Someone who's nice and fun and conspicuous? Uh, we, I've, I kind of I guess showed my hand a little bit earlier, but uh, bowl cut and all, I'm going to have to give it to uh, give it to Tag, I believe. Just I can't, I can't get over the hairstyle. It's a beautiful bowl cut. There's no question about it. Glorious. I'm going to give it to a guy that we've expressed delight in before, and this is going to please at least one of our listeners. And it's it's one of your favorite moments in the Star Wars trilogy, Chris. And it's that guy who dies in the hologram in Empire Strikes oh, Back. Oh, yes. <laughs> the yes, asteroid, I guess, hits the ship. That's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> he, like, dies while <laughs> saying arg. <laughs> he died on the Zoom call. Oh gosh, how dark is it that must have happened at some point in the last year? I, I, I had the exact same thought after I said <laughs> that. Alright, well, I guess I'm happy to call it a night after that. Somehow, Chris and I forgot to bring up the where are you taking this 
thing guy who is obviously the greatest person in the Imperial Navy and the greatest line spoken by an Imperial officer. We have no excuse for this omission. All I can do is dedicate the next 21 seconds to where are you taking this thing guy. Yeah, so uh, thanks everyone for checking us out. We will be back, uh, hopefully, actually, just in... This will probably have been a shorter episode, but we'll be back probably on the 15th of this month uh, with the next episode of The Mandalorian. And there's, right, obviously a great backlog of episodes if you're a newer listener to check out. There's a Patreon, right? Believe it or not. <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash we serve droids and if you donate right as little as one dollar a month you'll get access to not one not three but two bonus episodes Ooh. <laughs> it's, it's it's an appreciating asset at this point right like it's just <laughs> That's right. it just keeps going up <laughs> Um, uh, that's right. The, the Fed has not kept We Serve Droids interest rates low. <laughs> we have uh, a great one on Batman Forever that you definitely want to check out, and a new one on the episode of Star Trek Next Generation Hollow Pursuits. Both are a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, let's see what you can email us at We Serve Droids at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, there's a Facebook group. And, of course, uh, thank Computer Music All-Stars, the music we use on the show. You ready to hang up and then record the next episode, Chris? Yep, sounds good. (laughs) Talk to you soon, Scott. (laughs) Where are you taking this thing? That'll do, pig. That'll do. You guys look like What do they look like, Jimmy? Dorks. (laughs) They look like a couple of dorks.